territory for me. I've got no idea what I'm about to be talking about, Linda. What do you know about a crystal skull? Yeah.
uh, to go to uh, Joanne and Star. We'll do that out of the bottom of the hour, fresh. I've got some information you need. I just talked uh, a moment ago to Linda Moulton Howe about the um, Santilli pictures, which are going to be published in our newsletter. These are five separate photographs of what purports to be uh, an alien creature being autopsied. And uh, there's been a great deal of talk about it. I've interviewed Mr. Santilli. Uh, we have enhanced versions of these photographs available as of about an hour ago on our bulletin board system. I repeat, enhanced copies of these photographs available on our bulletin board system. In addition, they will be published in our newsletter. So there are two ways to get them. To um, call our bulletin board is area code 702-727-1709. You've got to have a computer and a modem. And you can download the photographs free of charge at area code 702-727-1709. We well understand most of you don't have a computer. So in the next issue of our newsletter, we're publishing all five photographs by special uh, permission from Ray Santilli in London. If you want the newsletter, it is $29.95 a year. As long as you order now, you'll get the issue with the photos. Have I said enough to get the newsletter? The number is 1-800-917-4278. That's 1-800-917-4278. Or uh, send a check or money order for $29.95 to newsletter. 744 East Pine Street, P-I-N-E, Central Point, Oregon, zip code 97502. Newsletter, 744 East Pine, Central Point, Oregon, 97502. Two seven one two nine five in the seven zero two area code. Now again, here's our band. Now again, here I am, and into the land of crystal skulls in just a moment. Should be an interesting one. Mrs. Edwards just she's a female. She's going to love flowers. Um, Joanne, you were going to tell us. Uh, we've got a couple of minutes here. The scientists, what have they found out? Sure. Uh, Clyde C. Snow, who's a forensic anthropologist and Max was in the state coroner's office in Oklahoma City, they have studied it. Uh, Betty Pat Gatness, who pioneered putting faces on skulls, they have, she has studied it. And they said whatever carved this had such a high technology of just what the human skull was that it's just almost impossible to duplicate. This one's 18 pounds and 2 ounces, and it's anatomically correct from one side to the next. It's carved with 28 teeth with wisdom teeth carved in. Wow. And it's got the pineal, what they call the pineal gland. Uh, beneath it, it's the only ultra skull, meaning that there's an ultra indention beneath it. And what that is, it's got the mastoid bone that it sits back on, and that ultra indention is the medulla oblongata that connects our neck to our spinal cord. So everything that we possess in our skull, Max possesses in his, and it's all in the right spot. Plus, uh, it also has major inclusions that goes down the cheek line, and these inclusions are so great that they come up through the surface where the surface is slightly cracked open. You can put your fingernail inside of some of these cracks. So this is not considered really the type and the quality 
of a quartz crystal that a crystal carver would use or could use to carve into with diamond tip tools. They would pass over any number of these major inclusions and it's going to instantly shatter. Well, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have diamond tip tools back no, then. No, they anyway, didn't. Right? And that, well, that's two reasons why that they, uh, what they know is they realize that the Mayans use them in a ceremony. But again, they're not believed to be created by the Mayans for those two reasons because they did not possess diamond tip tools that we know of and there's no crystal mines in any Mayan site. Do you want to say something, Star? Well, there's so much to say. <laughs> All right. Well, then, uh, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll uh, hold it for when we uh, come out of the top of the hour here. Um, but let's put it this way, Star. You've worked with Max uh, very closely. Yes. Um, and I've got two literate ladies here. So, Star, I'm going to just ask you, in your opinion, is Max the real thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. And what I've been learning from Max, um, I can scarcely find the words to describe that I will say that my entire life uh, has been totally changed since Max came into my life. That's a pretty seri serious statement, aren't Yes, it is. <laughs> you, should hear the, you should see the letters I get where Max appears to people in dreams and what he's done for all these people. Well, I once saw a movie about a healer. And uh, it was a wonderful movie, actually, and I can't recall the name of it right now, but everybody in the community, once they figured out that she could heal, demanded to know where the power came from. Mm -hmm. And uh, if it didn't come from God, they said, then she must be a witch, and they damn near burned her at the stake. So you two potentials, hold on there just a moment. We'll come right back to you. This is Dreamland. is a really uh, ancient crystal skull with uh, powers, and we're going to find out about all that in just a moment. The soup back now to Joanne Parks in uh, Houston, I believe, and Star Johnson. Star, where are you? I'm in St. Joseph, Missouri. St. Joseph, Missouri. Yes. All right. Um, again, recalling the movie I was talking about, I don't remember the name of it, but it starred Ellen Burst Burstyn. Burstyn. I think it's Burstyn. And um, she was able to heal. Oh, I remember that. Do you? It was actually movie. a beautiful movie. Yes, yeah, wonderful and, movie. However, as you recall, and that's what people are going to want to know here, where this power comes from. And if it doesn't come from God, then look out. Well, that's what I was going to bring up, because I've written <clears throat> several articles for magazines, and I do believe that Max, I, I believe that all good things come from God. So I do believe that Max is a gift from God. So I feel that God has given us many gifts and tools in many forms, such as our preachers, our Bibles, our books, to help us all along our own spiritual path of truth. And I believe that Max is simply one of those gifts and tools given to help us along for those who wish to open their heart and mind and receive. Do you concur with that, Star? I absolutely do. And I would like to share with you, if I might, um, a channeling that I received uh, through Max that states very clearly uh, why Max has come to us. Alright. And uh, this is what I received. I come to you openly in mind and in heart. I come to you through the corridors of time. I come to restore your gifts long forgotten. I come in remembering and I come in truth. I come in oneness, and I come in gladness. 
I come with the blessings of infinite love. Oh, turn not away in fear or limitation. Oh, turn not away in disdain or despair. I come with the flame of freedom, everlasting. Let us soar through illusion to the heart of the dove. I hold the secrets, the keys to the mysteries. I hold the pattern and I hold the plan. I hold open the doorways to illumine the chambers. Open your heart and let me come in. Open your mind and enter the doorway. Cast off all entanglements of time. Open your body to the light of the heavens. Open your pathways to the light of the stars. Open your gifts to share with each other. Open your senses to the sound and the light. Open your being to the unified presence. Reach out to each other. Divine reflection. Divine love. Well, that sounds like a very beautiful, elongated version of Rodney King's Can't We All Get Along. That should be it. Is that about right? Yeah. Um, right. Sure. I get letters from all over the world. People come here from all over the world because they feel that Max has something to offer them. They have said that they feel a healing, a healing uh, sensation from him. They, they, they stress serenity. They even say they have peace of mind and, and very loving thoughts. Does everybody and get along with Max? Everybody that I come in contact gets along with Max. There have been a few people who have shrugged and, and left because they have fear. They have limitations. They, they have stuff inside of them that they just can't handle because of the skull. Now, this is bad connotations on the skull. This is, say, it's only been within, say, the last several hundred years that the skull has been used, let's say, as a symbol of evil. And why? Well, this is it's brought on by pirates, modern man. It's a conditioning effect. Such, you know, it's used in the mark on the bottle of toxic poison. Yes, oh, it but is. But if you read and go back, very back in history, the skull was used as a keeper of knowledge. They have the wall of skulls, and I believe why a skull. People say why a skull. Well, I believe it's a, it, it looks like us because it represents us. It represents mankind. It's something that we can communicate with because it looks like us. With the dated age, this skull could not, there was no technology at that time, was there? Not at all. They, they have no, this. this is a mystery like Stonehenge and the Sphinx and the ancient pyramids. They do not know how these skulls are created. They're also cut against their natural axis. They're cut against their grain. So scientifically, it doesn't exist. That's odd. Um, all right, I've got a question by fax, and we'll get to the phone shortly. Uh, dear Art, would you ask your guest if the crystal skull that she describes is similar in appearance to the one shown at the beginning of the TV series, Arthur C. Clarke's Mysterious World? That one is the that skull is, in, is the one in the British Museum. It is. Yes. Max is not clear like that. This Max shows that he's gone through many many earth changes. Uh, what happened is, and what causes these earth changes and these cracks is that over eons and eons of time, the the rock that Max was carved from has looked like it appears that it's gone through about oh maybe five or six major earth changes like uh, volcano eruptions, heat, and it cracked open, forming these major inclusions and leaving these these different earth changes looks in it where the parts cloudy and parts clear. And then it would take literally hundreds of thousands of years for each one of these inclusions to repair itself. And whatever carved it, carved right through the inclusion. 
Well, that is strange. So those are clear, and this is what got the scientists so intrigued, because not because of Max's clearness and lack of inclusions, it's because of these inclusions that's got them so completely baffled as to how he was created. Well, so people come to you in wheelchairs, people come to you uh, with various ailments, and what do you do? How do you handle it? I let Max do his own work. Max is I tell people. Do you, charge, do, you, do you charge people for this? I do not charge people. If they want to leave me a donation, also I have videos, doc, I have documentaries on the skulls, I have books, I have little skulls to stay with Max to pick up his energy. If they want to buy something, that's fine. But no, I don't charge people to come here. Uh, I tell people that Max is a personal experience, and that's what he is. He's, he's helped many, many people in various different ways. I can never predict it. It's just like going to Lourdes and getting to the water. What's going to happen? <laughs> you just don't know. It, 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 Max is a very, very personal experience, and he's helped many, many people in many ways. But all of them, every one of them, is a personal experience. As I have many people come here that are just not sick. They just know that Max is a calling. He, he, he opens up the key to the mind, letting some unseen energy force here, but it just needed a little push. He seems to answer questions for people that, for some reason, those questions wouldn't come before. Now, these are some of those explainable things. I, I don't even begin to understand Max because of what, how people relate to him. It, it's astonishing. Um, so are you going to continue along the same path? I mean, uh, you tour with Max? Well, for the first five years, before we always called Max again the closet skull, since we didn't know what, I, once I didn't know particularly really what I had, I, it was a learning process and I had to learn completely about what Max is, what he does. He seems to guide me through dreams. He does say he wants to be with the people. He loves people. He, he wants probably, to help people. Probably and I didn't go anywhere for the first five years. People came to me, and I went out a couple of times a year. But just in the last year, I've had so many people calling and asking me, please bring Max to our, our organization, uh, our UFO show, our, our bookstore, our museum. But I started going out with him two or three times a month. All right. Has Max been, uh, I mean, he probably has bad dreams, if Max has dreams, about closets. I mean, have you... Uh elevated him out of the closet? Oh, yes, absolutely. He's out of the closet and everybody's heart, and that's where he's going to stay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I would like to begin opening a couple of lines and taking a couple of questions. I am not exactly what you would call an expert in skulls, so I don't even know the right questions. Yeah, we don't, well, I'm not an expert either, but I'm just going to tell you what I believe. All right, good enough for the both of you then. Uh, let's see what we've got here. East of the Rockies, you're on the air with Joanne and Starr. Yeah, I'm glad to talk to you. Uh, <clears throat> I'm very interested in the healing uh, uh, aspect. Uh, how serious is you know cancer in that uh, has it healed? You know, as far as maybe TB has it healed TB? Okay. What serious disease is that where, healed by? When I was working with the healer. Oh, uh, just a sec. Where are you, Colin? Uh, from K Ram, St. Louis. St. Louis, right. Okay. When I was working with the healer, all types of people come from all over the world. Uh, we worked with cancer people. He worked with he worked with my own child. They gave her three months to live. She had osteogenic sarcoma, and she was 12 years old and had her left hip, uh, leg amputated to the hip. And it was the only only 1,500 children lived in the United States. The healer worked with her. She touched the skull. They did keep her going, and the tumors completely remissioned from her lungs, and she lived for over three more years very well. 
However, the healer, when he got sick and he could no longer do his healing work, she became sick again and passed away when she was just 16 years old. Uh, we, right. They've healed all kinds of things there. But I never know what's going to be healed. It's just people, it's like, it's almost like the, the healing comes from within the person. The power of the, the spell is, is the healing is within the person who holds the belief system. May I say something as, uh, because I do uh, spiritual healing with Max. Yes. Um, that what I feel is that Max is programmed um, with the wisdom of the ancients through sound and light, and that he holds uh, the divine order in there. And so when we can connect um, the person's energy fields um, back into the divine pattern, into the divine balance and the divine order, so that the, the person's energy works balanced and correctly, that then the body has what it needs, has the power of the light to be able to overcome disease. Okay, these are the things that I hear people who do acupuncture, I hear people who do chiropractic, I hear people who do all these sorts of things say roughly the same things, that it puts you back in line or puts you in line with some greater force. Uh, are these all similar things? Uh, yes, yes, the, the they are. The that I worked with did work, the, the Red Hat, the Lama, they did work through the meridian or acupuncture points of the patient's body. I worked through what is called the axiotonal grid system, which is that invisible network of light, the, the pathways of light that connect all of the subtle bodies um, from, the, from the without to the within and from the above to the below. Hmm. All right, uh, west of the Rockies, you're on the air with Joanne and Star. Hi. Hi. Where are you? In Medford, Oregon. Oh, Medford, Oregon, all right. Yes. Um, the question I have is that um, as far as the scientific um, measurements of the skull and all that, right. the, well, the question is, is that what scientific proof do you have on the power of the skull? Well, here's what I here's what I think. I, I go by all the letters that I get, and by uh, by the uh, the the people what people tell me what goes on. I cannot prove that Max does what people say he does. I believe it, just like I cannot just like I cannot prove that I have a soul, but I believe it. Well, all right. Max right. does exactly what people says he does. Okay, Joanne, let's try it from this point of view. You say there have been healings. Mm -hmm. These are people who no doubt are ill, and they've been to the doctor. They've had x-rays. They've had uh, every manner of test, and uh, so that's pretty well documented. They're sick one way or the other. Yes, and what they do, they tell me that they receive a healing, but they never send me any documentation proof of it. They just said, Max has done this for me, Max has healed me this. And then, of course, a lot of people, I do believe that Max is here for mankind's spiritual growth. So for some reason, he seems to touch their hearts and heal them in some spiritual way. Right, but it would be nice to have a little documentation. Right, right. I've had lots of people tell me in letters they've been healed for serious things. Uh, and one person walked in and said she hadn't heard in three weeks. And her ear popped open the minute she got Max's energy field because he's been, uh, they, he gives off energy in a two and a half block radius. That, now, see, that's interesting. Going back to this movie I was talking about, I recall that when Ellen Burstyn would put her hand on somebody, right. there would be an actual exchange of heat, uh, a feeling of heat 
That's what they feel off of Max. People who are tuned to the crystal feel this big heat that comes off of him. I don't even try to explain it. I, I'm telling you that I don't know why these things happen, but it just seems to happen. Uh, you know, are we all nuts? Are we all seeing the same thing? I get well, what, what about it, you two? Have you both been checked out? <laughs> well, yes, you know what? I get a lot of psychiatrists and psychologists here, and I used to wonder, well, you know, are they checking me out? Are they checking Max out? And they all just say, no, you're right, and they're right on cue, and they love Max, too. Huh. Absolutely. What about you, Star? Have you had moments of when you wondered about yourself? Uh, well, certainly, because when you're dealing with um, the unseen forces yes. and the supernatural, uh, what we call supernatural um, occurrences, uh, of course you're going to uh, wonder about uh, what is real. Yes. But yes. what has been just incredible in this journey has been meeting other people who are sharing the same kinds of experiences. Oh, exactly. All right, you two, hold it right there. Max, the crystal skull is our subject. If you want to get in, we'll give you the numbers in a moment. Joanne and Sar, are you both there? Yes, absolutely. All right, question by fax from Honolulu, Hawaii. Are, are all skulls made of clear quartz, or are skulls made of, I think it says, uh, fluoride or amethyst or other crystals? I know of the ones that are made from the clear quartz, like Max. And then they have the, there's an amethyst skull in a private collection in San Jose, California, one in San Jose, California, I mean one in San Jose, Mexico. These are in private collections, they're small, uh, and they're made of rose quartz. I think that uh, Max also goes to the Native American Indian ceremonies. And uh, one of the indigenous elders there said they had one of the black quartz, the black skull. And these people, the Native Americans, also talk about the skull in time. He goes to the sweat lodge, the medicine wheel, the sacred pipe. And uh, indigenous elders from all over the world have talked about the skull. They say they come from the star people. All right. The star people. Uh, interesting. East of the Rockies, you're on the air with Joanne and Star. Where are you calling from, please? Whoops. Uh, let's try this again. Are you there? Hello? Hello? Yes, sir, where are you? This Stark Bell Show? Y yes, it is, Dreamland, sir. So I was wondering, what do you think about the people in Chicago that sit in the room and are scared to open a window or a door and die in there because they figure somebody would rob them? Well, uh, that is not the subject of uh, the discussion this evening. Uh, those are people with a very special disease, uh, and uh, maybe Max would help people like that. I don't know. Um, they're literally, I can't recall the name of it, but uh, they're, they're, they've got to remain in the house. They're afraid to go out of the house. Does Max help with that kind of thing? Max can help, like I said. He's a personal experience. When people come before him, they have to just make their request, and whatever happens, happens. I've seen all kinds of things happen. In fact, he will change colors. We've had him, I've had him on display at the Whole Life Expo, and he'll start turning pink. I, I've heard that, and there are people who have seen things like UFOs in Max, too, yes, aren't there? Yes, it's, it's felt like many people. I've had psychics from all over the world. So it's a kind of, Max is kind of a conduit for almost everything, all right? Exactly. They well, say they feel that the rock before it was carved has picked up images and vibrations and sound occurring around it. All right, hold, hold it right there, hold it right there. We've got a break. We'll be right back. Phoenix? Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I, I was just curious if either one of the ladies uh, tried to find, uh, besides uh, our, our get answers in regards to some of the things that, uh, future things that might happen, you know what I'm, we know what we're talking about. <laughs> All right, I'll, yeah, sure, I can even amplify on that one. Ladies, I've had, um, I have a good friend uh, whose name is Gordon Michael Scallion. Mm -hmm. Either one of you know the name? I know the name. You both do, all right. Uh, Gordon Michael Scallion has made some incredible predictions. Um, has Max given anybody the ability to, or has Max caused anybody to look into the future? And if so, what has been told? To me, no, I don't believe that Max, for myself, is used as like a crystal ball. I do believe he's mainly for his personal spiritual side and their heart and, and their body and their mind and soul. Now, several people have said that Max has said that, that we have to clean up our acts, that he's here for a definite purpose to help mankind and to help him to move along their own path. But, uh, you know, Storm, I can answer a little bit, uh, elaborate on that some. Well, what Max has shown me is that which we are moving towards. Oh, so, so in other words, Max has shown you. What? Yes, many people. He has shown many people things. All right, Star. Um, having said all the nice words about what Max would like us to do, if we don't, what does Max predict? I don't look at any uh, negativity um, or fear uh, when I look into Max. I only look at uh, the love and the increase in our awareness and consciousness and oneness. That uh, that that is the level that I happened to Max before. Max has shown you, you said, the future. Uh, that which we're moving towards, yes, in our path back home. What I believe is that we are um, ascending, that we are going back from whence we came. And Max has given me glimpses of um, the mansion worlds. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, the mansion world? The mansion world. What are those? Yes, of, of the uh, higher uh, multidimensional levels um, that are the promise, the kingdom of heaven. Uh, these are the kinds of things that I've seen. And, uh, As described, for example, by Robert Monroe, that sort of ascension? Yes. Yes, I believe that we are, it's like moving up on a pyramid and coming into... Um, greater and greater levels of oneness. Most people who look ahead see many possible futures, not all of them necessarily pleasant. Uh, you either avoid hearing or listening or thinking about that or... Well, if people, people, a lot of people like to focus on fear and earth changes. And uh, the earth is always changing. I mean, I was in California during uh, all the fires. I was in the Midwest during all the floods. I've been in California during earthquakes. You know, and undoubtedly um, there is a shifting of form that is happening, a purification and a cleansing. And we can choose to look at all of these changes, which have always been and always will be, uh, with fear, or um, we can, you know, what look I'm at them with uh, more open eyes. No, I understand that. I, I'm just trying to figure out. I understand that you're trying to remain positive. Oh, yes. And uh, I commend you for that. But, again, so many people, intuitives, say that we're headed down a very terrible path well, and, and, and that it does not have to be 
the future and that our the future is dependent on our behavior. Exactly. Yes, if we if we uh, focus on uh, on love and oneness, then that's what we are creating as uh, co-creators. I appreciate. You know? Okay, I that's appreciate. That's what I believe. That if we focus on uh, negativity and fear, then you. that's what we're going to create. I'm with that's you. Our things. Yes, 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 Dara. But um, a pragmatic, cold view of what's going on around us right now, mm-hmm. societally, um, economically, politically, or you name it. It's a mess, and arguably getting messier. Um, earthquake activity, strange weather, all the rest of it seems uh, to be intensifying. Mm-hmm. Um, if the future is nothing but a bunch of multi-dimensional mansions and all looks cool, then why are we in this mess? I believe that the lid is being blown off. All of the denial and all of that which has been uh, held inside and stuffed uh, and not looked at for uh, generations and generations and that all of that is um, is coming out now that it can be healed fascinating all right that's what i believe stay right there we'll be right back to you lines are open and we'll be back to you all here's so all right a lot of people are obviously taking this uh, very seriously here's a fax from anchorage art in April of 86, I had the opportunity to spend some time with the Crystal Skull in the Museum of Mankind in London. I had known of these skulls since the early 1970s, but had very little information about them. I'm a sensitive. The only information given on the skull was that it came from Mexico. It immediately drew me to it. There was a tremendous power about it. Looking into the eye socket seemed to sort of pull you into it. There was an energy consciousness imbued in it. Is that uh, what you generally hear, Joanne? Exactly. I hear these same stories over and over again. Exactly. I guess I, I was I was trying, and I'll try one more time, uh, to delineate between sort of a psychic... Uh, uh, in other words, I'm trying to find out whether there's the real power in Max, which you both seem to be insisting there is, or whether it's people believing in Max. I mean, I've understood the whole basis of voodoo was that you could be hurt even by somebody if you believed they could hurt you. Exactly. Conversely, you can be helped by somebody mm-hmm. if you believe they can help you. Right. That's what I think it is. I believe the power is within the person who holds the belief system. But see, that's taking away from the argument that there is a real and separate power within Max. Or, or is it there, there might be. There, there certainly could be. But that's, see, this is what call, we call differences of opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. On the uh, West of the Rockies line, on the air with Joanne and Star. Hello there. No, you're not. On the first time caller line, you're on the air. Hello? Hello? Is this our bill? Yes. Oh, Lincoln, are you there? All right, do it quickly. We've only got about a minute here. Do you have a uh, quick question, sir? Uh, yeah, his name is Jim. I'm calling from Reno. Okay, Jim. Uh, I used to live in San Francisco uh, for a number of years, and I went to see a psychic in Pinal. His name was Nick Nosarino. Yes, okay. Is this the same man that yes, uh, Joanne Parks was speaking of? Yes. Oh, may I ask Joanne a question? Yes. Uh, Joanne, uh, could you elucidate uh, on whether uh, this was the man 
think you said earlier uh, that this, uh, Max had uh, instructed you to, to seek out. Yes. Yes. All right. Yes, and, yes, uh, yes, you didn't go, um, didn't, uh, you know, expound on that. Could you uh, tell a little more about him? All right, sir, she can, uh, but it's going to have to be after the break. Ladies, we're coming up with the breaks. Tight, relax for a few moments. Uh, one more hour with Joanne and Star and Max the Crystal Skull. There are only 13 ancient crystal skulls in the world. Joanne has one of them. We'll be back. Was it 2020 or 60 minutes? One of them went down there and exposed the Filipino healers. Uh, that's what I recall. You can't say that about all the Filipino healers. And I will say that in the five years that I traveled with this healer, I saw some incredible miracles happen. Um, well, i just like to say that uh, I, I find it very interesting, and, and I've read about the crystal skulls and all that, but I just have some really negative feelings about Star's role in the whole thing, that's all. All right, uh, that's fair enough. Uh, Star, what have you seen? Just, I mean, really lay it out. What have you seen a healer do? Have you seen a healer put a hand into a body? I have seen manifestation, uh, and Brother Angel never claimed to be putting his hand into the body. Uh, I've seen manifestation happen, and I've seen people well, who were crippled come into the room crippled. Star, you're speaking over my head. You've seen manifestation. Yes. Uh, it, I never saw a hand go inside the body. So what is a manifestation? Uh, I saw the manifestation of, uh, of water uh, turn into blood. Well, that's pretty serious. As this healer that uh, I worked with was not so much into the manifestation as he was into uh, people believing in the power of, uh, of God within themselves to heal themselves. And that was the focus of this healer. There are other healers who are into, uh, you know, big manifestation. This healer that I worked with, with was not that way. He worked on a spiritual level. All right, good enough. The both of you hold on. We'll be right to you. This is Dreamland. We're talking about Max the Crystal Skull. Zero. Back now to Joanne and Stuck. Uh, and to a call somewhere east of the Rockies. You're on the air. Where are you calling from, please? Uh, Oklahoma. Uh, I know the late Joe Pine uh, from the Korean War. Uh, he exposed the uh, some of the people that were cutting the Band-Aids with their hands, and then they were pretending to pull chickens and turkeys out of people's uh, fatty areas and it was already there and stuff. This was a TV show that was on uh, in the 60s. I remember Joe Pine. Yeah, well, he, he exposed, it was called Tony the Phony, and it was in the Philippines. It was uh, somebody who was supposed to be healing, but he wasn't really doing it. They were reaching in the uh, fatty tissue of yep. someone's stomach. Yep. Yeah, that was what it was. Yeah, I, I, I remember, um, Star, you want to comment on that? I mean, they really have uh, exposed some of that as fraud, and uh, if there is some real stuff going on over there, I suppose its credibility has been damaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's too bad because the phonies ruin it for those, the, those that are real. And isn't it that way? Always. And uh, the public uh, is very quick to dismiss. I mean, if a newscaster, at the end of a newscast, uh, has a report about a UFO, and then he does a little chuckle at the end, 
everybody dismisses it. Okay. If, if there's one report on a fake healer in the Philippines, then all Philippine healers are fakes. That's right, and that's not fair. It seemed like the time I met him, he was, that, that I never saw any of that. I thought that mainly uh, Brother uh, Angel was just doing spiritual work. He worked with the light. Work. He worked with the light. And uh, he was a very great healer, and I saw many wonderful things happen. Star, and, uh, I, I, I can't resist. Everybody's always talking about the light. A very good friend of mine is named John Lear. John Lear is the son of Bill Lear, who invented the little jet, the A-track, yeah. all the rest of that sort of thing. John Lear once told me that he was told, when you die, don't go to the light. The light is a trick. Go to the darkness. <laughs> Nothing has ever bugged me as much. And, Star, I thought I might throw that one at you. And... Don't go to the light. That's what he said. Uh, oh, I'm not going to the darkness. <laughs> You're not going to the darkness. I'm going towards the light. I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm still sort of feeling the same way myself. Very quick, quickly, west of the Rockies, you're on the air with Joanne and Star. Yes, this is uh, Robert from Yeet uh, City, California. Hi, jo Robert. Joanne. Yes. Yes, are you within near presence of Max? Yes, I am. Did, have you ever, or are you able to set up a mental link between him and others. All right. Uh, I'm trying to contact. I right. need to speak with him. I understand. Um, this I can't resist. I'm going to hold it till after the break. All of you stand by, all right? Let me hear an all right. Yes. Yes, all right. Yes. That's the way to do it. We'll be back. There is some power uh, imbued in crystal, and um, well, it has that energy. I, I must admit, I would like to get next to Max myself for a little while. Uh, what of the people that approach Max? Not the psychics, not the sensitives, but normal people. Right. And you tell them this story, I'm sure, because it's sitting there in the Max box, and sure, everybody can see it. So they come over to the house, and what do they get out of it? Are there people who come over and say, oh. Yes, they just sit there and they think nothing's going to happen. And then all of a sudden they approach it and they start touching it and they start feeling this energy field coming off of it. And then some people feel absolutely nothing and they write me weeks. It's a delayed reaction. Uh, they write me weeks and months later saying, Well, I didn't think anything was going to happen, but all of a sudden it hit me like a bomb. Uh, he, he appeared to them and told them something. Uh, sometimes they don't remember what it is, but we feel, I feel that Max is like uh, uh, calling in his loose fragment, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense, that he's calling to people, and all of these people who come into contact with him and come into his presence, they're all little loose fragments around here that he's calling back into presence to tell them something, whether they remember it consciously or unconsciously, it's like the shepherd calling in a sheep. He's, he's for some reason, calling in these loose fragments. I admit, there is some sort of drawing, uh, or you feel drawn. I've got an extremely good photograph, the one I'm going to put on the bulletin board or publish, and you feel it's the dog on thing. You feel drawn to it. First it's time, like he's got lost keys, and, and yeah. you were part of those keys, and he's finding keys to the puzzle. Yeah, it's really weird. First time caller line, you're on the air with Joanne and Star. Hi. How are you doing tonight? All right. 
I was curious if um, they've ever thought about having all the schools pulled together in one spot to see what kind of power would come about. Yes. Uh, in fact, that was one of uh, Nick Nasserina's dreams, is to have all the schools to come together at one time. However, uh, the schools don't want their million-dollar million artifacts out of the museum, and they, they won't cooperate. So hmm. Mitchell had your skull and Max were the only skulls that have been together. Well, I really appreciate you being on the air tonight. Where are you? Uh, Elmer Washington, are you? All right. Thank you very much. Um, so, a meeting of the skulls. A meeting of the minds. We would love to see that happen. What do you think would happen? Anybody want to guess? I, it's no telling of what would happen. A lot of light. A lot of energy. Certainly a lot of... Uh, it would be like a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Better than a 100 megahertz Pentium, huh? Probably. East of the Rockies, you're on the air with Joanne and Star. Hello. Oh, uh, hello, Art. Hello, where are you? You got pretty good here? Yeah, I hear you fine. Where oh, are you? Oh, good. I'm, this is Edward from LaSalle, Illinois. All right. Uh, I find this really fascinating tonight. Um, I wonder, there's a lot of question about Max's origins. Yes. Um, have you ever considered the fact that if you knew what's the face that matches the skull, whether it was a model or whether it was the original person or being who owned the skull, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, if you knew what that face looked like. You mean was it a self-portrait? Was it a self-portrait or was it a portrait of an ideal type, of, of the type of person who, the craftsman that crafted the skull? Or are the ancient skulls, the 13 of them in the world, not terrestrial in origin at all? They're not, uh, well, they're all believed to be terrestrial by some people, but they're all different in size and detail. There are no two alike. That's also odd. Some of them have, a, have uh, moving or even detachable mandibles. That's the Mitchell Hedges skull in Canada. It was found in not, uh, it was not found in Guatemala. It was found in British Honduras, uh -huh. which is believed now beneath a collapsed altar. And the jawbone was found three months later. It has the moving jaw. Most of the other ones do not have moving jaws. They're all in one piece. Fascinating. Uh, first time caller line, you're on the air with Joanne and Star. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi, where are you? Oh, I'm in Destrehan, uh, Louisiana. All right. Well, you're on the air. Wonderful. Um, I'm calling tonight about the, um, the skull. Yes. Uh -huh. And um, what I wanted to ask is I was doing some research, and um, the question that Star had, Star had said that the skull had held some secrets and that it had keys to the mysteries and open doors of chambers. And I did some research about masons, and um, they're associated with uh, skull and crossbones and Egyptology. Mm -hmm. And then Egypt, you know, Egyptology is associated with pyramids and chambers. So I was wondering if this skull had any relation to this type of thought. All right. Well, when we take photographs, research photographs of the skull, you can see various images in it. You can see pyramids, several pyramids under its nose that goes back inside. You can see uh, something that looks like Bigfoot. You can see underwater scenes, inner earth scenes. You can see extraterrestrial that sits in its eye. You can see UFOs. Matter of fact, in the in the photograph I've got here, you can see a couple of things. I'm and maybe the more the st you stare, the more you see. I'm not exactly. sure. Exactly. But it is odd. 
Yes, it will come in and out. It's like the rock has picked up sound, and like I said, an image and vibration occurring around it in time, and it's programmed it there. And for various people, doing that can be an intuitive. When they sit and touch the skull, they will, it's like a flashback. They will pick up these images off of it. One of the things that's really interesting, as I mentioned, I was uh, just down in the Yucatan, and I noticed that uh, Max's nose uh, indenture is shaped exactly like the Mayan arches in the sacred sites. Well, that is interesting. Uh, it was that really... Um, uh, it was amazing when I realized that. East of the Rockies, you're on the air with Joanne and Star. Hi. Hi, my name is Marshall. I'm from Princeton, Minnesota. It's about 50 miles north of the Twin Cities. Yes, sir. Um, I'll save my compliments to you for another call because you got a guest. Um, I want to know if uh, Max has any visions for the future about uh, our future life and stuff like that. Okay, we kind of covered that, sir. I, I appreciate your call. Um, according to Star... Uh, Star, only nothing but the good, right? Well, what I've seen in Max is from whence we came, and that's the same place that we're going back to. Yeah, but that's like saying dust to dust. Mm -hmm. And light to light. <laughs> well, I, I don't know that I'm fully comfortable with that. Ladies, stay where you are. We'll be right back to you. Positive, higher dimensions, but... You know, somehow or another, that sounds like the end of this physical life. And uh, I think that's what I'll ask when we come back, which will be in a moment. You don't have to put up with it. Well, I know a lot of you do, but you don't have to. What am I talking about? Hard, foul water. That's right. Hard water gets into everything. It fouls it up. You know what I mean. We're going to continue to allow Max to be a joy and inspiration to many thousands of people to come. Well, I find that you do not charge... Uh, to be a credible thing. Uh, both of you, Joanne Starr, thank you. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. All right, good Call night. And uh, you'll be hearing from people. <laughs> You're going to be hearing from people. All right, um, again, uh, the Roswell photographs are due to appear in our newsletter, and uh, I'm not exactly sure when the deadline is, so I'm telling you, get in now, get the newsletter now. It's just twenty nine ninety five a year. Um, Max, uh, we will try to get a gift picture whisked together of Max. He is very odd, and we'll get that on the bulletin board and maybe in the newsletter. If you'd like to order the newsletter, the magic number to call right now or 24 hours a day, you've got to get it done. If it's busy, please keep trying. It's 1-800-917-4278. 1-800-917-4278. Or the bulletin board at area code 702-727-4278. 